Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to the Deeply Graphic Design Cast, the show about all things design, from the creative side to the business side and all points in between. Follow the show on Twitter at Wes McDowell. Want the gang to answer your question on an upcoming episode? Send in your listener question to questions at thedeependdesign.com or via Twitter using hashtag DGDC. Here are your hosts. Wes McDowell in Chicago. Mikhail Morrison in Salt Lake. Nick Longo in Los Angeles. All right. Thanks for coming back, you two. And thanks for coming back, everyone who's uh, been a loyal listener since 2011 or whenever you got on board the deeply graphic train we keep getting <laughs> we keep getting hop-ons they warned us about the hop-ons so here we go nice and like um it. yeah and we love it when you we get the five-star reviews on itunes that is always amazing and when you just turn a friend on to us i'm sure you know other designers out there who could benefit don't don't hog all the uh the information for yourselves you know <laughs> Pay <Share> forward. <laughs> cool Pay so what have you guys been up to how you doing, Mikkel? I'm you better. Look little, you look a little stressed. <laughs> I am. We're, last time. Well, we're leaving for the San Juans tomorrow, and it's going to be um, a, a great family trip, but it's feeling like hell now because, you know, the day before you leave. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah that's a bad day. <laughs> you got to buy all the little travel day. size shampoos and everything. It's a, it's a problem. <laughs> We've all been there. I'm just... I mean, Jason's so, giving me looks like, really, you set your alarm for that time today? Are you kidding me? <laughs> are, yep. you shutting, are you shutting down work completely or are you going to be kind of available? Well, that's what I've told people. But. Yeah. <laughs> it's best just to leave it, leave it behind. As best I as agree. You, yeah, let it go, as, as the kids say. Yeah. So, yeah. anyway. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have fun I know you guys know what this feels like. <laughs> yes, it's senioritis. I get it every time. I get it every Friday, for God's sake. I don't even have to be going on vacation. So here I, we've come to a point where Mondays, I'm just like kind of hungover from the weekend and like, I guess I'll kind of work today. And then Fridays, it's like fucking weekend all here. over again. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I basically have a good three day work week that I'm rocking these days. So damn, dude. There well, you go. It's only because it's somewhere in Chicago. You got to make the most of it. You do. You, and it's yeah. almost gone. So right. I, I get yeah. that. Yeah. I know. Can't be in flip-flops all week, all year like us, you know? Nope. <laughs> oh, that, man. that would be that would be a dream come true. Speaking of dream come trues, video blocks, baby. <laughs> Videoblocks.com. I'm you know, I, I gotta keep I, I have like a notepad that I just write yeah. down the segues. They don't just come to me like that. That that would be too much. Nice. Um, <laughs> no, but video blocks is amazing. We brought them to you first last week. Um, it's basically a, an affordable subscription-based stock media site that gives you unlimited access to premium stock footage. They've got clips of all kinds across any niche. Um, I've been on there tinkering around because I've got several client sites right now that can definitely use the video treatment. Great. It's a always... major trend right now anyway. Oh, yeah. If Anytime you can re- kind of replace a hero uh, image with something video or even... Here's my pro tip for everybody. Take one of these clips and turn it into a cool cinemagraph. Like mm. that's, oh, yeah. that's the trend. Like yeah. That's the thing that really gets people to stop and take notice. So, And they, they've got some cinemagraphs, but any video clip basically can be turned into one. So there you go. Yeah. I for took me, a quick look and I liked diff- it. It was pretty neat. The site um, and everything about it. Yeah. They got so much... Uh, so much to choose from. And on mm-hmm. average, subscribers pay less than a dollar per download over the course of a year. Um, it's the same content you'd find in the more expensive stock sites, but it's cheaper. And they've yeah. got a great variety of everything, time-lapse, aerials, uh, U.S. and international locations. So if you've got a client that has that does business in a certain city, like that's kind of a cool mood-building thing. Um, and they're always adding new stuff, so it stays fresh. And it's simple, unrestricted licensing. So... Um, even if you have a subscription this year and you use something, 
if you don't have the subscription next year, it's still covered. You, no one will sue you, anything like that. That's awesome. That's uh, so what a great comfort because I think that's the biggest scare with a lot of the things that you want to buy and purchase in that field. But yeah. to be under membership is a, such a better offering, I think. You know, yeah, absolutely. That's cool. That's really and cool. They, and they've got some. They've got a lot of a la carte stuff you pay for separately, but they also have a huge library of member videos that. As, as a member, you have access to all of them for free as wow. part of the membership. So the, the normal subscription is $149 a year, but our listeners get $99. So it's a 50%, sorry, a $50 discount off the usual price tag for our listeners only. So get your yearly subscription today for only $99 at videoblocks.com slash deep50. That's videoblocks.com slash deep50 for that discount. You'll love it. Cool. All right, cool. And you're also going to love this episode because we've got friend of the show, Terry Trespicio, back with us, who we met last year at How Design Live. Um, and we're going to talk all about why clients should choose you. Welcome back, Terry. Hi. <laughs> What's up? Back with the gang. How's it going? Back good. in action. Great to have you back. Thanks, Nick. Always good to see you. Yeah, we had good, such good feedback. Everybody, anytime I got into a conversation with somebody over some episodes of the past year, they always brought up your last visit and uh, really great insight because it was beyond just the design world. It's stuff we should know as just business people. And I think perfect timing to come back and, and talk because you have a lot of stuff going on. And Thank so you. That, I, I did a long time ago now that you were I did, with us. Okay, anyway. I paid those people a lot of money to <laughs> <laughs> say those nice. things. So good, well spent, I see. Yes. You, you went back to How Design Live um, again, correct? You were invited I back. I did, and I am already confirmed to go back next year. Good for you. I know. That's, I have this like other family that, like, I, I was like, <laughs> when I first went there, I'm like, I'm going to be eaten alone. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, I don't know anyone there. This is not my world. You know, like I'm not a designer. Why would they want to hang out with me? And in mm -hmm. fact, it's a wonderful group of people. Like I found my own little, like this year was so much more fun because I'd actually gotten a chance yeah. to meet people last year. The first time I presented there, I was a last minute film, mm -hmm. you know, like, like a few weeks before or a month before. Um, yeah. And this time, you know, I got to really be part of it and stayed longer and I'm thrilled to go back. Uh, and so what, and you're right, that part of what I feel like people are hungry for in those worlds is that I've heard from designers at that event, they're like, we don't necessarily want to learn more design. We do it already. We want to learn stuff. We want to learn other applications of what we do or other yes. things that can influence and inspire what that's we do. Cool. Yeah, of course. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's kind of, the, this show is mostly, like, we have some design episodes, but it's mostly kind of the business end of it. It's mostly the client side, how to mm -hmm. kind of better um, face our business people, clients, and how to really kind of get them on board with what we're doing. So it's perfect. Yeah, we don't. Um, really, I mean, it's too complicated to talk shop via audio, anyhow. Yeah, mm -hmm. um, well, it is hard. Well, especially with the visual medium. But at the same time, right. look for people who love design. Design is easy. People are hard. So yeah, it's like Absolutely. you know what I mean. Like the hard part is managing people, whether you're yeah. working with them or working for them, or you know sure. that's the challenge. Uh, the people are notoriously difficult to work with. <laughs> yeah, some people for sure. Yeah, yeah you just made our profession that we went to school with for years and years sound easy. I don't know if I appreciate. Well, it's that. not that. <laughs> well, no, it's just that. When you love design, you love doing it. It's not that that isn't hard, but that's a fun challenge. How do you get better? How do you yeah, improve no. it? Whereas no matter what, get people don't get your point. It is very true. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I think most designers, they've, they've got the handle on that, but it, it's, always, yeah. it's always the business question. Like, how do I be a better business person? So, Well, yeah. and also it's like, if you want more opportunities to do what you do great and what you love doing, then unfortunately you do have to get past the people uh, issue mm -hmm. uh, and learn how to make yourself not only easier to work with, but have other people dying to work with you because then you get to choose who you work with. And yeah. that is a freedom that we all want. So that's what we're here to talk about today is why those clients should choose us. So I, I know the, notice you talk about your brand. Why does it behoove someone to really know your brand, your own brand? This is one of my favorite uh, problems to solve because brand has a very slick feel. Even I don't love the sound of like brand. I mean, sometimes I'm like a self-loathing brand consultant <laughs> because I get throw a rock out this window and I'll hit a brand consultant walking down the street. Yeah. 
We all do some element of this, but let me tell you why I believe this is important. It doesn't, it's not about whether you, look, you guys could all design killer logos. It's not about the logo. In terms of you as a one shop, one person shop or whatever, you need to know what makes you different from other people. That's it. Because you don't want all the business in the world. You only want the people who are a fit for you. So how do you find those people? You need to know first what you do and how you do it. That is what makes your brand. So yes, you do design. Okay, fine. But how do you do it? Who do you do it for? Uh, This usually leads you down a path of thinking about uh, who you want to work with. Not just, hey, 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 work with me. Like if you are someone who works at Coca-Cola, you're like, buy me. I don't care who you are. Buy me and drink me. Doesn't matter who. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When you're in your position and in the position of many of us who are like solopreneurs, freelancers, et cetera, you need to know why someone would choose you. And that is all a brand is. This is what it is. This is what I mm-hmm. say. It's your promise. It's what you're going to do for someone. It's you, And it's your your presence. It's how you are to work with in the real life. And it's also your, your, it's your previous experience is what you've done, what people have said about you. All that stuff comes together to make Mikel different to work with than Nick, mm-hmm. than Wes. Uh, trying to be like, I'll be the best designer. There is no best designer. There's only mm-hmm. the best designer for that client or for that project. Yeah. And what happens is we go, well, I'm a, and this is because I just did a, my first small online virtual workshop and it was called why you it's almost over now and i'm not sure when i'm running it again but uh that was to actually drill down well let's talk about it what are you bringing to the table and why and here's what happens everyone and we'll talk just about designers in particular they say well i can design something for you i can design anything so just hire me to do it and it's like that's too hard now we know you can do anything that someone asks you to design and people resist niching because they say, well, no, I don't want to, I don't want to say no to business. I want no one says you should ever say no to cool projects. You want, here's the metaphor I use. Here's a metaphor. I never want you to forget. It's the basket and the picker. You're in the orchard. Sometimes Mm -hmm. fruit falls out of trees and it falls right into your basket. You can keep that. Great. I send Nick business. I go, hey, Nick's a great designer. You go talk to him. Boom, fruit just fell in your basket. I say, what's it? You go, what's it for? You go, ah, don't worry about it. it, You'll love them. They're going to love you. You don't care if it's designing a mailbox or designing a logo for their school team. You'll probably do it because we have a relationship. And I tell you, trust me, connect with these guys. Um, You'll do it. It fell into your basket. Great. No one's telling someone not to take money. But maybe you're like, well, I'm trying to get out of like the school logo team, basketball team business. Maybe you were doing a lot of that and you want to get into something new. That's where the picker comes in. The picker is, well, what, what projects do I want more of and what am I going to go after? It doesn't mean I can't catch stuff in the basket, but you don't lead with the basket. You lead yeah. with the picker. Right. And so that's where people get stuck because they go, well, I don't want to say no to jobs. But sometimes maybe you are doing jobs that you're like, well, mm-hmm. I don't want to do this. And I'll tell you, there are two people in my workshop who are designers. And one of them had just about one of the worst websites I've ever seen. And I said, first of all, this. Dude, we got to talk. <laughs> to talk. This thing was made in 1996. Like you need yeah. to change. It. And here's where, how I helped to figure, figure it out. And this, is, and this is like the speed version. She had this name. She had this partner who's like a ghost partner who kind of helped her with that. I said, listen, I don't know who this other person is you're running your shop with, but you're not. It's like you've held on to your boyfriend's couch after your boyfriend moved out. I said, it's time to gut this place and start over. It's your practice. It's your mm-hmm. business. It's your design business. And, oh, but she's so great. I go, great. Work with her on select projects. You're done with her. Right. And then, Particularly with the websites, at least. <laughs> well, well, I mean, whatever. It was bad. But she, yeah. this team, I noticed, and this is what people do, especially designers. They get to see how you think by looking at what you choose for your site. She had several places where she had coffee cups. On the first page, it was a cup of coffee. And on her other page, was, I said, What's with you and coffee? Talk to me about that. <laughs> I'm doing like a web Rorschach thing right now. Yeah. So what does this mean? And she was like, I just really love, like, I wish I could get together with my clients and prospects over a cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. I said, do you do that? She goes, no, but I wish I could. I go, why? She said, I just think it's a lost art conversation. It's a lost art. And I really just want to create a warm place where I can connect with people. I said, that's who you are. This is fantastic. Another designer is like, don't call me. Don't bug me. Let me do brilliant work for you. Leave me alone. I said, mm-hmm. you're different. You want to really connect with people. Mm-hmm. And so we played around with that idea and I came up with a tagline for her business. And it was because uh, I said, 
you know, you could be blogging about all kinds of things you see in your neighborhood or your coffee shop and write about your take on design. So we know Susie Q, whatever her name was, Susie's perspective on design. I go, that's why I'd hire you because, well, I just like Susie. I want to work with her. That's what's going to get her her repeat business. And so I said, I got it. Your tagline is Susie Q, blah, 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 blah. I create design that speaks to you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because when you talk about it, saying, well, I don't know, it doesn't really speak to me. We talk about design in terms of conversation. I said, you're not just logo designer girl. You're not just one kind of design. I'm not saying you have to limit what you do. But your whole benefit, what makes you different is I want to connect and I want to create design that connects you, client, with your customer. And mm-hmm. that I'm going to help you create design that speaks to them and speaks to you. Well, that's taking something unrelated, coffee, conversation, and then design. And we found what her brand is. Nice. But you see how like nice. convoluted and weird that is? But that's, that's what we have to, we have to get outside of our heads. Of, well, I offer tremendous, uh, I could do this. <laughs> we think inside of our shop and our yeah. assets, mm-hmm. and our, our services. Forget right. it. Yeah. That's it's the commodity. The, like the service yeah. is the commodity. It's like commodity. It's, it's all the same. Well, I, do, I do quality work. I do quality work and great yeah. service. Well, I, I hope so. That's too bad. I was looking for crappy service and lousy work. Do you know anyone who sells that? Yeah. Yeah. All that corporate speak, even copywritten content that we're supporting our clients with that say time and again in the same paragraph, mind you, state of the art, state of the art, state of the art. Who's doing that copyright? Please connect with me because they need better. (laughs) You got to break that mold. You know? But see, this is like a really personal thing. And we have the luxury of doing it because we are all our own businesses. We're not working for a big company where we have to hitch ourselves onto that. But you have yeah. the freedom to do that. And that's tremendous uh, you know, latitude to be able yeah, to just create. just knowing that. Just knowing that that is your choice and you can make that decision. Take advantage of it. You know? Let that be your mm-hmm. thing. Let that be your yeah. thing. And guess who's going to work with her? People who like that. People who are like, that's ah, BS. And they'll hire her. Good. She wouldn't like them anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I, know, I know people, especially designers in general, are kind of a little afraid to niche themselves into one area. Like you said, how, what makes you different? But And I always feared that too. I always feared picking a certain part of the industry and really narrowing down to that and being the specialist of it. But that's, that's a good thing to do. And I, I've heard a great case studies where when people do that and concentrate on their best thing, on their that's, best thing. that's when they, that's when they you know, completely yes. excel. Your best thing, by the way, mm-hmm. not like, Oh, I guess I'll, I guess I'll park my car in this spot forever. Well, no one's saying you should do mm-hmm. that. That sounds right. like a nightmare. Someone yeah. said, well, I don't want to, that's boring. Let me tell you what, there's one art graphic designer who she's really good at infographs. Infographs like their moment is sort of but for a while, infographs are really like hot, mm-hmm. right? Right. She said, that's what I do. Now she does everything that any other designer does, but she led with that. And yeah. she, in her tag, and it still is, is I turn information into art. And her name yeah. is Shannon, Shannon Shields. I met her at Howe. And mm-hmm. I said, I love that. So that when people go, oh, do you know who does infographics? I go, oh, one oh. girl, she, that's what her thing is. Yeah. Now, the truth is I hired her for that. I have since hired her for every project, like several projects, because I like her and she gets it and she's doing all kinds of other stuff. She doesn't have to say no to any project. But because of that, I have given her more work than I did someone else because someone else was, oh, I can do that. What do they want? No, I want her to go. Mm -hmm. I know that. Lead with the things she's good at and don't lead, don't limit. Well, it's it's crazy because like there's a lot of things that I hire people for on like online, like on Upwork or something for little kind of more technical tasks for my website, whatever it is. And I will always go for the person who specializes, like pinpoint on one little thing. Mm -hmm. You've just Um, answered it. Yeah. And then I'll get a bunch of responses from people like, oh, I'm an overall coder or whatever. But I want them to to address, (laughs) yeah, like everyone else is too. I want you to address the one thing that I asked for and tell Mm -hmm. me that you've done this a million times. And you know how to do that. We do it instinctively when we're looking for it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, because you know why? We think we're so much more. I'm such a multifaceted, interesting human. Don't you want to know everything I can do for you? Right. Of course, if I'm going to date you, but not <laughs> if I'm going to hire you, right? So yeah. like that, you just answered it right there. And I'll give you, um, give you another example. Um, and this is not in the design field, but a woman who was a, a do-everything marketing person. She did everything. She started her own marketing firm, and she, she did press release, and did this, to this. She did it all. She's doing well, making like maybe maybe 8000 maybe 10000 a month, doing okay. 
She hated doing half that stuff. But her favorite thing, her favorite problem to solve was doing Facebook ads. She just was like, you know, she nerded out about it. She loved it. So she just was like, you know what? She did more and more Facebook ads and slowly said, nah, I'm not doing your press release. Nah, I'm not doing your this or that. She slowly, she's the hardest thing ever was turning work away. But she knew that this was where everything's going. So she goes, I only do Facebook ads. Now, not everyone has a luxury of saying that. She did. And guess what? When people go, oh, do you know what her just Facebook ad? Oh, yeah, Adrian does. She mm-hmm. went from making maybe 10000 a month, and she said it in front of a room full of people, to making forty, fifty thousand dollars $50,000 a month because she just does that thing, and she loves it. Nice. Good for uh, her. That's great. Now, you say, well, what happens when Facebook ads change? She'll change because she changed to get there. Yeah. But her ability to lead in that one area. Um, and by the way, and here's another example of a designer who said on, in my workshop, he was like, look, I'm a packaging, retail packaging designer. They've done stuff with Home Depot, blah, blah. He's like, but lately his business partner or owner, whomever said that they were getting their, say they're uh, big home design wares and they're doing packaging. But then that home designer company likes them so much and says, do you guys do like social media stuff? Cause, or a website? Cause like, we want to work with you. We want to have you do this stuff. They're like, yikes, we don't have a lot of experience doing that. But they're like, we want to work with you. There's an opportunity to do the opposite. What a link. Yeah. Right. And he said to me, I know you're going to tell me to turn away the digital work. I said, not on your life. What do you like doing it? He's like, well, we're trying to get into it. Like he was getting excited about it. He wasn't (laughs) trying to go, I'm done with this stuff. He was like, I kind of want to do it. And I said, then do it. What do you think I'm going to tell you not to do it? He goes, but how does that fit into our package? We do packaging design. I said, I have your answer. The answer is that you do the, the, the tagline for your site is, um, Packaging is everything and that it's retail packaging, but it's like, it's how you package your product. It's also Mm -hmm. how you package yourself. What you're doing is you just rename it. It's digital packaging because they're Mm -hmm. not just, we sell things, we buy things online. How they design themselves online is a package. You just are redefining what design is. So see how we define their niche. They're still packaging. They don't go, well, we also do a little social media. We do a little of this. Then you're like, who the hell, what are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. If they define it in terms of what they do, we do packaging is very strong about that. Now he's redefined what packaging is for him. That works that's, out perfect. That's interesting, yeah. And be honest with me. Are you talking about Nick right now? <laughs> no. <laughs> do you do that? No. no. The oh. packaging has been my it, – it, it's definitely my story there. It's like packaging is what I, I, I think I do 80% of. And But like do you, you said, uh, I love it, but it has – same examples have happened as other clients that I only do packaging with have said, Hey, do you do this? Or do you, can you do a trade show booth for us? Can you? And I'm like, absolutely. You want to, do you want to, of course I I want to be Nick is digital curious. I want to be, yeah, I want to be. (laughs) Wait, I just thought of the line. I was wrong. It wasn't, it was packaging as everything was one part, but the other one is, the whole we offer you the whole package, package so right. it was almost the idea uh, of the package ooh, it's somewhat sexual as well yeah. well that's why i was gonna say nick should really go sexual and just be like i got your pack i got your package right here but i mean imagine if you did something that was mainly male stuff but you also you'd be like you could be cute with it you could be like special delivery like we deliver all kinds of design you can do in terms of any packaging thing and but then you're 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 very creative in how you encompass everything else in it with there and i know what you're saying i look at it as this is like if i'm already doing your packaging i know your brand so well let's take it to whatever else you need when that opportunity comes up that's how you did the ob you're almost but see how you niched in and then opened up better to do that Mm -hmm. open up once you're in there rather than trying to jam a cream puff through a keyhole yeah 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 i took that line from the sex and the movie (laughs) How, how do you how do you turn your brand and and make it into a promise and and I know how important you think it that has to be front and center on website yes. collateral you name it well it's, you, you know the whole pack we give you everything from this to this it's kind of like what are you promising me you'll do not what are your services not what are the things a lot of people have these like I call them like mirror websites like I'm a mom and a baker and a candlestick maker and it's like okay what do you want me to do about that like tell me what I yeah. get we yeah. forget about the customer right so for instance this is not a design thing but a copy editor this is the example I always use the copy I was like well if, a, if someone hires me to be a copy editor they just want me to fix their mistakes I go okay could you yeah. think a little bigger than that like <laughs> what, what is someone really hiring you for she's like to fix errors I go no that's the service that's the way you do it what you really do is keep people from looking stupid 
Mm-hmm. That's the reason. That's the only reason I'm going to put money behind a copywriter is because I don't want to look stupid in front of people. So you use that. You don't go, I know what commas do. Like, we hope you do. <laughs> no. You know, like your thing should be. Yeah. I want to make sure, like, I make sure the world knows uh, you are as smart as you are or whatever. Like, you mm-hmm. know, like, I'm going to ensure that the intelligence you have is the thing that shows the world. You're going to remove the the kind of static of error. So you have to see yourself as that. And that mm-hmm. depends on the person's goal. And if we were talking about you, uh, Nick, or you, Macau, you asked, like, what are your individual clients? Who are the people who tend to come to you, who tend to like you? And it's partially shaped by those people, too. It's yeah, not just shaped yeah. by just me. It's part me. It's the DNA of you. It's also part DNA from... Uh, from the people that you tend to serve. Uh, that's gross. I don't think I should use a DNA. <laughs> I do D- find DNA and servicing. Like, yeah. yeah, it's gross. Yeah. I do find clients are a lot alike, like the ones that tend to stick and stay and that mm. you have for a while. You're right. There's certain DNA that is alike in them as much as what hopefully they like in working with us. Well, here's a yeah. question. Do you think you really know what you're good at and what other people value? You might know some of it. You might not know all of it. And one great exercise is to do an anonymous survey using SurveyMonkey or Google Forms and sending it out to your clients, past and present, and other people who know you and saying, what are my strengths? Mm -hmm. And and not no multiple choice here, like have them write in. What is an area that you wish I were stronger in? What's something that you think you'd come to me before you came to anyone else? You might not hear that if you ask them face to face, but you might de- determine that it turns out everyone thinks Nick is really resourceful. Well, that wasn't a word you were going to use. Like, y- Get into the mind of why people come to you because you have an idea of why they come. You might and not even know what your biggest asset is with these people. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. I think a lot of the questions that we get on the show could be really answered by just doing something as simple as that with your clients. Yeah. Right. Find wow. out what it is they like and why. And mm-hmm. for people who didn't come back, if you didn't come back, what was the problem? Maybe it's like, well, it turns out you're a creative genius, but you're inconsistent. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't even think of that. Well, then I better bank on my creative flair and make that bigger and also work on something else that isn't that is holding me back. I mean, that's basic customer service stuff, too. But it's also how you think yeah. about what you do. Yeah. What's your promise when you talk to people about your brand? What do you say? What I say is I can make what you care about compelling to other people. Nice. That's cool. And that's open to so much. It's pretty fine-tuned, it's but it's broad. open. It, yeah. And here's the thing. Yeah. When you go like, what do you do? Like I have to pick one thing to help people with? No. I help people with so many different things, but I do one thing that I've been – over the years, I've been getting small – like concentric circles. It's been tightening mm-hmm. and tightening so that I do this one thing, whether you want to do media, whether you want to have a podcast or you want to do a TED Talk. I figure out that one key message that's like the – the kind of pulsing heart of whatever it is you're doing yeah. and figure out how to do that. So it's not like, well, I just do email campaigns. Well, no, I, to me, I wouldn't do that. I like doing yeah. a variety of projects, but I do one thing well. And the more confidence, the more I've done it, the more easily I can say, well, I'm not doing the other stuff. This is, yeah. this is what people come to me for, you know? Yeah. And you, you have a really good example from, I think it was a LinkedIn person that sent you something. Oh my God. You guys yeah. will die. I got <laughs> I got this like mass, I think it was like a mass email. Don't ever send a mass email to people on LinkedIn. This is a person I do not know. I don't know if they're in my network or not. It literally was a note that said, hi, I am currently available for design work. (laughs) I get it. I get it all the time. What, what do they think? I mean, like this guy would have stood half a chance if he said, hi, Terry, we have not met, but we have these people in common. It's freaking LinkedIn. Do Mm -hmm. your homework. Who do we have in common? And uh, I, you don't know me, but I'm a designer out here in San Jose. And I am really like infographs are my jam. I've done this, this, and this, and I am dying to find people who need my help in this particular area. Do you know anyone who might need it? Show a lick of effort. Why am I going to go out of my way when you sent me like a one-liner? You basically hung your shingle out. What a waste. What a waste. Yeah. I get it all the time. Generally emails and it's sometimes designers, mostly um, SEO companies, developers, that kind of thing where... They just basically say, we're looking for work. Oh, yeah, exactly. Great, Great, really? Because I'm looking for like the man of my dreams. Do you have that person hanging out in your bathroom? And do you think I'm here to make your dreams come true? Like finding a job? Like that's not (laughs) not how. 
That's not how this, any of this yeah. works. <laughs> I'm looking for this. It's like, okay, well, part of me wants to know. Like if we're having a job discussion, Nick says, I'm, I'm looking for this kind of client. I do actually want to know that. But first, I have to know what you offer. So right. <laughs> in terms of why should people pick you, you're always, if you're like, how do I find more work and there's no clients on all that bull, you go out and every person you talk to is like, what do you think is your big challenge with this? Ask a ton of questions and mm-hmm. figure out where, the, and maybe you can help them, but maybe you know someone else can help them. If you're always solving people's problems, they'll come to you because they see you as a resource. And then you're like, it sounds like you need help with this. All you have to do at a party or anything is repeat back to someone what they said and they think you're the most empathic person on the planet. You know how rare it is that people do that? Listen and repeat. And then figure out like, well, maybe it's this. You'll have no problem starting any conversation with anyone. But you do have to know what you have to offer without also sounding arrogant and self-involved. Make sense? Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. And it's always, the trick is always make it, turn it around on the other person, like what I can do for you rather than what makes me so great. I talk about that all the time. So, so what do you guys like, what, what, how do you talk about, um, your own design? Like if you're like, Oh, I do, you don't have to, you know, when you're like, well, I do everything, but do you have a thing? Like, do you, have you figured out what your own slant is? I've got mine. What is yours? Mine is I help businesses succeed online with bringing people to their site, keeping them there, convincing them to convert. And become a customer. Design so conversion. Des- design that converts. Yeah. So it's all that. It's all those things. I no longer do uh, any kind of print materials. I don't do anything that's for the sake of being pretty anymore. Like it's it's all about mm-hmm. solving a real problem for a real business. With yeah, results. Really yeah, you're very result. Yours is very results driven. Yes. One hundred. Which is a great. Which is a great. I think it's a great take because every other person I look at on websites in your spot is not compelling in saying I get things done for you. And that's what I see right. with yours, you know, and that's, yes. I, I, that's a big difference. And you, you, you nail that. You, I, we talk about it all the time. And I think we might even talk about that last time is what value do I bring to you as a client? Well, cause that's the only yeah. way that you, that's the only thing people are going to care about. And everybody else does the thing where they just say, we've been in business since 1989 and we, we, yeah, employ- who cares? Yeah. They no, put a one, no one cares. Yeah. They put a plot line of yeah. like, what mm-hmm. they- <laughs> and they'll say like, this how, how long how we've been established as if everybody is, you know, standing up with a big roar I always remove, right. I always never tell the client and I always remove that line before I flow it into design. So yeah. like, nobody gives a shit. What? Yeah. <laughs> we've been yeah. established since 1892. Oh. Yeah. It's also like, careful. I'm like, I started yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it would be kind of I haven't gotten started yet, but I'm thinking about it. Yeah, right. (laughs) It'd be kind of funny if they were like, if the, if the way they said that was, we weren't born yesterday. We remember when, you know, we had friends before we had Facebook friends. Like it'd be fine. Like if someone might gravitate and be like, I don't want a kid. I want to absolutely have fun with that. that. Like established. What? Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. The corporate speak is driving me nuts. It's going to make me slip my wrist here pretty soon. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It just doesn't do anything. And, and I don't let people get when they're like, uh, you know, when they're like throwing jargon, I'm like, and, and I don't understand it. Like yeah. that's why one of the exercises I give people is the fifth grade exercise. I said, find a fifth grader, yours or someone else's and be like, all right, I'm going to explain to you what I do for a living. I want to see if you're able to kind of explain it back. And I would say, tell the kid, it's not a test of their intelligence. It's a test of yours. Can mm-hmm. you put what you do in determines for a kid to understand? And I've had people do that and be like, well, I ensure optimal success from strategy. And I'm like, nope, kid doesn't know that. I'm like, <laughs> put it in terms of stakes and, and like story, stakes and story. That's it. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. like, that's hard. Um, yeah. It makes get outside of, you know, what you do and saying, you know, like Wes would be like, you know how design, you think of design, you think of pretty pictures. Well, guess what? Well, here's what I do is I use design not just to make something pretty, but to make people behave a certain way. I use design to change people's behavior. I make them want to click a button when they might not click on it. Mm-hmm. That makes sense to a fifth grader. That's really boiled down and simple, but it makes you explain. Kind of like you'd say, how do you explain Christmas to an alien? It's that kind of thing. Well, once a year, we wrap things, we rip the paper off and hand it to each other. Like, it doesn't make any sense, but like, why do we do that? It makes you like totally go outside of what you do and then zoom back in. Aerial view, yeah. sure. Yeah. It's not Al- something to aliens, do. Aliens never understand Jesus. That's I've, a- said it, I've said it it's a very tough concept for aliens to grasp. It is, it is true. <laughs> you know what? Neither have I. Really, <laughs> right, along with a lot of people. 
But um, and now you know, we've just lost Middle America. <laughs> that's a really th- this is this can be really fun conversation to have amongst your colleagues, right? Because Wes just explained what his true passion is. He didn't say what he loves to service his clients with. He told us what he loves to do. I never turn a facelift down. I love seeing before and after effects. Oh, so that's like, your yeah. thing. Refreshing. Re- refresh is a huge for me. So how do you talk about that? You say, I give your site a facelift, like I want to totally... Yeah, I use facelift all the time in my lingo. In fact, I should probably change Mm -hmm. it. Well, it's new to you, so it's fine. But I think I've heard people saying that they're tired of me using that analogy. (laughs) Who are the people tired of it? They're already your clients? Your dad. Your dad. dad. (laughs) dad. We are not shaping your brand around your dad. (laughs) What's your website? I'm going to look at it right now. Oh, it's, uh, it's MKM Design Co. And in fact, I worked with a copywriter that helped me with my jargon at the very, very, very beginning. But I would really love to change things up because when people talk with you over the phone or if you have a little video chat with them and it's not depicted in your website, people should know, you know, I want people to read my words on my website and say, gosh, I feel like I was sitting right there with you and you were telling this in my ear. Yes. Well, you That's know what? Huge. I love the idea of facelift. Like, think about how differently we just thought about design. That's why I say when it's it's design, it's not just design. Everyone designs for different reasons. He's doing, Wes is trying to change people's behavior. You're trying to kind of, you know, if you bring people's, like, freshen them up, but also give them a, a, a far fresher and newer and more appealing way to interface with their world, right? Like your mm-hmm. site, I'm looking at it, it's fresh, it's like pretty, but there's no brand promise there. Like I no, kind of want to know like to it yet. I haven't, I haven't I narrowed know in what on it that is. yet. Yeah. But I like this but I really love the, the polished nuance of my business. So I just need to remember to speak to that Tell more. Tell me but- this. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you this. When you think is, this is your stance on design. He's saying design shouldn't be just pretty and it should be functional. What, I hear an opinion lurking back there, which is the promise. I want to know the stance. What is it? I hear it behind your words. Yeah, I'm not more results driven. I'm more of the, well, I'll make it look polished pretty for you. So what do you think is most people's problems with their web appearance as it is? What what gets you the most? What gets Oh my you gosh. Like, oh. It, well, it depends so much on target audience. It doesn't necessarily have to be geared towards no, but how, at all. No, no, not about that. I'm saying your take as a designer, when you look at and assess, I don't mean how it speaks to you as a person or consumer. I mean, what makes you want to pull your hair out when you look at other people's design or lack thereof? You say, oh, God, God, like it's something yeah. like this. Most people think of their websites in terms of, I'm going to make this up, in terms of a row of boxes and they just drop stuff in the boxes. Mm-hmm. Like are, how are people looking at design that you'd like to change? Oh, I just see a lot of outdatedness. And what is outdated to you, though? Not relevant. Not. What does that look like? It's cluttered, dense shit. Like the less is more approach is huge. Okay. So the problem is everyone wants to have all their business online. And so what they do is they've turned their websites into a junk drawer. And they they have this one drawer and they jam everything in it. No one can find anything. And they expect people to find them and, and, and buy their products or, or hire them because of their junky drawer thing. Mm-hmm. You're like an interior designer. Yeah, this for, purge first. And it's so hard for people to let go. Like, oh, the, I'll, be ta- I'll be in conversation with the CEO. Oh, or, I really am attached to that line. I really, I really need that row there. No, you don't. <laughs> you, you become don't. a digital, well, maybe like think about the diagnosis. Which rings true for you? They've become a digital hoarder. They are a junk drawer. Are you a surgeon? Are you a declutterer? Like, do you identify? Is there anyone in your family in the medical world? Because you said facelift. Is there medical in your world? Um, more medical engineering based. McKell okay. just had a lot of work done. Ah! That's all. <laughs> <laughs> or was it? You look fabulous. I am offended that you even asked, <laughs> Terry. Can you I not? <laughs> I know that you was a fan of Nip Tuck. Do you condo? <laughs> I, I actually never saw an episode of that show. Oh, I love that Do you show. like Marie Kondo, Mikkel? Do I like what? Marie Kondo. Are you I don't even fan? know who that is. You need to just get into Marie Kondo. Oh, oh, that book, is that the book you offered um, about yes. organization? Oh, that was great. Yeah, so love She's taken over the world, this woman. This tiny Japanese lady who has become, she's basically Oprah in Japan. Her book is um, the, life chi- the Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up. It is a runaway bestseller. Her approach is very different. There's a million decluttering books in the world. Her approach 
would be very interesting to hear your take on condos take on clutter. Like, I mean, your take in applied to design because she's talking about getting rid of clothing and socks and how to get rid of stuff and, and only keep what brings you joy. As she says, what sparks joy. And the problem is people hang on to it. No, but I need those shorts. I need this. I need this. Your problem isn't that you don't know design. It's that you're over attached to things you don't need anymore. That's seems to be what's behind you prying their cold dead hands off their horrible mm-hmm. websites. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. what you're helping them do. So I would want to hire the person who says, uh, you know, basically not this way, but says something like, you don't know how great it can be until you let go of, of what doesn't work for you anymore. Like, oh, sure. Yeah. This website isn't serving you anymore. In fact, it's doing you a major disservice. Yeah. Uh, it's like you need to put one pumps in. Well, yes, she has to be nice. It's almost like, oh, don't don't move anything, Mikhail. But I come back into my apartment and it's so gorgeous, and I don't miss anything that's gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you don't even recognize it. That's, that's why move, moving is a savior. But yeah, you help people pack up and move to a new site. Mm-hmm. Are you? Sure. I imagine your house is like perfect. Like I imagine it's, everything's beautifully appointed. I'm, I'm pretty. Um, well, yeah, I would say that I'm pretty anal to fall. I can't stand clutter, and I can't stand it when my husband has a bunch of shit just around, just as reminders. Am I right, ladies? <laughs> <laughs> this is what you do. See, this is what I want people to realize. Look at how different you two are. The whole paperless <laughs> thing. Pff, I love it. Like, don't, everything can be digital now. There's no reason to have the mail in your house. No, but the problem is that people are cluttering digitally just as badly and and Mm -hmm. your clients are evidence of that. Just because, yeah, I think that'd be a great thing. Just because you've gone paperless doesn't mean you've gone clutter-free. Sure, yeah. You're still full of junk and Mikhail's- Yeah, well, there's a difference between saving the environment and clutter-free, yeah, sure. Exactly, but Mm -hmm. that's what we want because you know what everyone says when they hire you? I guarantee that. I want like a clean, simple site. Everyone says that, but then no one will let go. Oh, no. Then they start adding on every single layer. And I think this is a great niche for you. I love this niche as for you, Mikkel. And kind of, it sounds like you already had this theory and this mindset. It's already there. It's not surfaced. It's not surfaced. Yeah, right. And you know what? I I don't mean for this to come across like I'm... I'm Stop apologizing and just say it. (laughs) Well, I didn't even start apologizing yet because I just don't want it to come out the wrong way. Well, that's what you're afraid of. Go ahead. I don't want, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't want it to seem like I'm, I'm all that, but I actually don't, I've been very extremely lucky. I don't have to solicit myself. Mm-hmm. So I just decided to revamp my website because I wanted it to look better and it was outdated from before. Just but like you to said, be totally yeah. honest, the referrals that come to me, it's, it's those that are piggybacking on what others, what others say. It's been extremely lucky. Now that I'm mentioning this out loud, it's not going to happen to me anymore beginning tomorrow. But I, I thrive on that. I thrive on relationships. And I think, I wouldn't bank on it, but I think I would be able to survive in the way that I am if I did not have a website presence. Yeah, probably. So then why yeah. do you have one? Because, well, I have, to, I have to be able to have some sort of presence for people that are curious about me once we get That's off the phone. That's what I'm saying. I don't get the difference. I don't think there's a difference between, uh, I don't get why people like I, all of my business is pretty much referral too, but yeah. the sites that, that I'm referring you to that I have supported, I take just as seriously as my own and you need to be able to see that. Right. So that's You're, the, that's the main, you, yeah. I'm just saying, but I, my yeah. fear is that people will let their own website slide because they go, I get everything from referrals. It doesn't matter. You're a designer. Yeah. It's kind of like well, saying every, my website exists. I'm not saying that I'll ever do that. But I'm saying I've been extremely fortunate. I wouldn't bank on it, but I would imagine if my web presence weren't there, I would be able to be just fine. I've been extremely lucky. Except Mm -hmm. I don't know about hiring a web designer who doesn't have a website, right? So that's the idea that I still want right. to see what hers is. Yeah. I still want to check your You doubt. have to have some, some means of presence. Right. But if pe- but people, it's saying. all about trust and collaboration. If Diane gives a good word about MKM design to Sophie, Sophie doesn't need to look any further. Yeah. Some people still probably want to look. Some I mean, I'm just not, I'm not seeing brand busy. promise. They don't want to take the time anyway. They want to get on the phone with me. They want to know they can trust me and they want to get started tomorrow. Great. But that's I'm saying cool. that's great. But I'm saying for most people, if they neglect their brand and and are not able to communicate what it is they do, oh, it's they, essential. It's why we're to, having it's not you one on the, the other. Show. It's yeah. absolutely essential. Yeah. Every right. and we have absolutely have the niche conversation from before. It's it's fascinating to me because I I 
it's, it's more of a consultant component of my business. Right. My clients are crazy opposite of one another. And I, I'm so grateful for that. No two days are ever the same. I don't want to work with with info charts day after day. Yeah. I would kill myself. Well, but she doesn't either though. You she doesn't either. Oh, I'm just that well, as we a, all do. As an yeah. example. But if I were just supporting the healthcare industry, kill me. Right. And some people do do like I know copywriters who just, you know, their spot is they know so many people in the health world. They keep doing health because they want to do it. But mm-hmm. I, I'm the same as you. Like I love to have lots of different stuff. Yeah. But you no, know, when you tackle each person, no matter who those different clients are, you're coming at it in a way that only Mikhail comes at it. Right. That's, that's the thing, different. but that's the brand. That's that's what I'm saying. Is I don't want. I'm not telling people to niche down just so you're secure. That's like telling people to just everyone be an accountant. Like so I'm the, not saying. I'm, that I'm only bringing this up because it's a really great distinction to be making. Because I think that maybe that was misleading from before when Nick and Wes we had our show specifically about niches. You don't need to support just one t- one or two types of industry. That's not what this is about. Right. Yeah. You're right. Yep. Yeah. It can be though. There's several different kinds of niches. It can. There's, there's can, specialty but- in, in terms of what the kind of products or services you provide. And there's also the niche of a particular industry that you right. service particularly mm-hmm. well. And it's up to each person to determine. Because I was, um, the whole boot camp thing I keep talking about, they really emphasize niching into an industry. I could yes. not find an industry that I wanted to service completely. So Neither what could I. I. Yeah. yeah. So. So what I did is I just I decided to to service a particular kind of business that has the same kind of vision. Like when I when I have a yeah. qualification call with them, I ask them, "Do you want your website to like first of all, are you happy with where you're at now? Do you just kind of want your website to be prettied up? Because if that's the answer, I'm not for you. Mm-hmm. If you see the value in your website to get you new customers, new leads, more money, more revenue, then I'm your guy because I can ha- help you out with that. Well, that's but a lot brand. of people, yeah, no, it's amazing how many clients come to me just saying, no, I just kind of want it to be pretty. I kind of want it to have this calendar function. And Great. Yeah. There's another designer who's happy yeah. to do that for them, yeah. right? And that's, that's, right. Right. that's niching. That, yeah, niching right. is picking. It's being able to be really specific about what you feel like doing, not just shackling yourself to one industry. I certainly want, don't yeah. Right. Well, it's what I feel like yeah, doing. Yeah. And it's also what I, it's, those services that I provide to make you more money makes me able to charge a lot more money. Of course. Because, of course, because yeah. I can give, because it's not going to end up costing you money. It's going to end up making you money. And if I just say, right. here, I want to charge you $20,000 for this website and look how pretty it is. That's a hard, it's hard to get that money out of right. someone when they're not well, really getting well, anything other than a. Depending on what the priority feeling. is though. D- yeah. Right. It depends, yeah. It, it depends on some factors in there, but I get, I get the overall you know, overarching, um, mm-hmm. point that you're trying to make Wes. Yeah. I love just even digging deep a little bit into yes, like what you were saying. And I'll bring this up too. And I love to put this on the show, but Terry, what you said about not apologizing at the very beginning of a statement when you're, when Mikel was talking about, say, I'm sorry for sounding like this, you what know, you, mean? you, I think you said, don't apologize. Oh, I didn't just want say to what sound you big headed with what I was about to say. Yeah. Oh, and, oh, oh. And yeah, I, and but I, I'm, yeah, I'm not I trying love, to sell you to my business, but I didn't want it, some, my intention to be misunderstood. But absolutely, you're right, Nick. You mm-hmm. shouldn't. But and you know what? That's so British. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Before you start talking, like, yeah. ugh, forget I, it. I know. Well, because because I hear it a lot, and people be like, "Well, I don't want people to think but, I'm so great." But Terry, yeah. you did you did it last year when you skyped in with my class, and I remember specifically this one girl, Naomi, stood up there and she apologize before saying anything to you and you stopped her Mm -hmm. and you said don't ever apologize and you'll the look on her face and now she's in my class this new one she got up in front of first day yesterday and gave a speech about her love for creativity and graphic design and i'm like holy crap this girl is a totally different girl and it's like i loved that that resonated cool. with her. And I think we all have to think about that, that don't apologize. Be, it's not that you're trying to be Mr. or Mrs. Authority, but uh, it sets the mood off in any, in any conversation so negatively that uh, th- that change is such a great thing to consider when we're mm-hmm. all selling yeah. ourselves and talking about our promise. Mm-hmm. So I yeah. really wanted to yeah. bring that up because that was key, a key moment when, that I saw that was really cool. 
Well, one of the things that goes along with this whole being an authority, right? That's why people mm-hmm. like to like that woman is an expert on Facebook ads. She's an authority. She could talk about it. Um, not everyone is seeking necessarily, you know, big media attention. Usually people are solopreneurs and freelancers. They want to get their brand out there to get more business, right? I mean, that's the goal is to keep their business moving forward. Um, but part of this for people who are small business experts who are experts on design, whatever, is being an authority. And yes, even seeking um, attention, not just for the service they provide, but for themselves as an expert, whether that means being quoted in mm-hmm. a design magazine, being asked to speak, having a podcast, a hymn that people <laughs> listen to. Um, those kinds of things are what I call demonstrating your mastery. So when you work uh, one with a client, the client knows how good you are and they'll come back. But just yeah. that person knows how good you are in the next client. Then you amass 100 and 200 clients. They all know you're great. That's still not as many people who would know if they tune on at the right moment and see you speaking somewhere or walk into an event. And so part of what I've been doing, a big part of what I've been doing, the, the culmination of a lot of this brand work is yes to grow business, but also to help people step up and grab the larger spotlight. And that's what I've been spending a lot of time doing this summer, pretty much, was creating, and this is what I was telling you about, is a course I've created that is launching in the next, well, it's kind of officially launched, but it doesn't happen until October. And it's a course I created to help specifically, not specifically designers, but authors, experts, and entrepreneurs to get attention for what they do on the larger stage. And it's called Lights, Camera, Expert. Um, I created it with my friend and colleague who is a seasoned TV news producer. And when I was an editor, same as as she's a producer, we're always looking for talent, people who had an opinion in their industry. And so if you were like a social media person, maybe you're like servicing your social media clients, but maybe there's a big story about social media thing. And one of your friends who's at a magazine says, you're a social media expert. What do you think about this? It's one thing when your clients pay you for, for your opinion, but when the world starts asking, when journalists or, or reporters or bloggers or podcast people start asking for your opinion, then you're seen as an authority in a larger way. And mm-hmm. not everyone seeks it, but it is there and it is achievable. So that's what I've been doing, um, spending my time on creating and shooting and getting this whole course ready to go. It's an application-only course. We want to make sure the people who are in the course are right for the course. The yeah. applications are open, but what I'm doing now is sharing, essentially, a free three-part course, um, giving it away uh, on the basics of what the media wants from you and how do you become someone that the world turns to for expertise, no matter yeah. what your topic. Yeah. Um, you know, And so that and I'll just tell you, because this is where I'm, I'm telling people to go, is to go to lightscamerexpert.co, lightscamerexpert.co. And we're giving away that course because I want people to get it and get excited about sharing their stuff in a larger stage. And then if they're interested, applying for the course, which will start in October. And the deadline for that is September mm-hmm. 16th. It's um, such a good right. level of credibility to add to anything else you're doing, regardless of your business, really, Right. And the minute someone sees that you might have been quoted or have some stake in the industry and can give some kind of value, what a difference it makes to the trust that maybe if they're a brand new to you, that they all social proof. Whoa, okay. And and more and more, I think we're all in that zone too. Where when you're pitching for new business, someone comes to you. I'm finding that they're going to they're 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 feeling out two or three other design agencies at the same time. So any added advantage that you can have like this and put on your website and get right. that out there is so gold, right? And by the way, yeah. it doesn't mean you have to be on Good Morning America. No. Most designers are not going to yeah. That's not the market. But when I go to Nick's site, if I see, look, with designers, it's like, look at these big companies I work with. But if there's also some media stuff, you know, some places, maybe it's trade stuff. Maybe you were asked to contribute something to an art or design magazine like and how do you get people to know you're there? Well, one-on-one clients isn't necessarily the way to get that attention. The way is to do exactly what you guys are doing. Mm-hmm. You are the experts in an area because people listen to, a lot of people listen to this podcast. So you are demonstrating your mastery because you're not just designers. You're also authorities on design. And you have very different approaches to the industry, which is what mm-hmm. makes this an interesting show, right? Yeah. But yeah. If we, if we agreed on everything, it wouldn't be that much fun. Look, there's nothing more boring. You're than totally to wrong, Wes. With each other. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I've had enough of your shit, Nick. <laughs> Screw this. <laughs> totally. But is, isn't LinkedIn one of the, you know, I've, 
that to me feels like a great starting point to put some of those things out there. I know if there's ever been yeah. anything I wanted to share, because to me that feels the most comfortable zone um, for any of us, especially if you're not comfortable and putting something out there or like being- Well, you start small. You start yeah. with blogs, you start with LinkedIn, of course. I mean, like I would love, like I would love to see Mikkel's be like, uh, before afters, I would just want to see before afters of stuff she's done and be like, this is my most recent project. Look at what they did. Here's a common problem. They put all boxes around. Here's what I did. I could just get no end of those looking at those, you know, or maybe it's, maybe it's Nick, if you're big into packaging, I would want to see your blog or see a place where you're like the three worst designs I've seen today and like take pictures of street signs or like this Mm -hmm. different things or funny things. Some of those things can get picked up and shared. You post them on your blog, on Facebook, on LinkedIn, and it would be like, hilarious you know what I mean like if that's your your thing or like with Wes look at this guy's website and like taking a screenshot and saying they actually think like would you know where to click on this page this is an example and you block out the name of the company like they block out girls eyes when they're wearing the wrong shoes that like black bar you could put like black bars over the names that can be like this is a problem so that you're continually educating other people about Mm -hmm. what you see one-on-one and then showing how you're an expert that yeah, way. I need to think mine through. I need to, yeah, figure that and, out. And I've seen great examples of other designers who have done either passion projects or something. Uh, there were the, there's this company that just released these like little shorts. They're animated shorts about Donald Trump, yeah. and they're the, the funniest things you've ever seen. And I swear, within half a day, I saw them go. Everybody I follow was following them. Then they got mm-hmm. mentions on all these other sites and everything by l- releasing. Three 15-second video. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you guys are actually the ones who create the art that people would want to consume mm-hmm. for fun. And yeah. so there's the one on end where you talk about design or talk about your area of expertise, small businesses. You know what they're doing right and wrong from a design standpoint. Yeah. But then there's what I'm talking about. One of my friends who I also met at How, Jeff Greenspan, who's done a lot of projects that no one paid him to do just because he thought they'd be funny or and they're wacky and weird. And he's had so many – like See the viral? He's the viral, viral guy, guy. Right? Yes, yeah, the viral guy. Yes, the viral guy. sat in on his, uh, his first show. Yeah, it was pretty interesting. I I think he's coming yeah. back. Don't quote me, but um, he's done. He's like was so he was a copywriter. And he was so angry. Clients wouldn't let him do what he wanted. Blah. And he said, why don't I just make stuff I like? And it got him so much attention. And let's face it, inside of every graphic designer and person who's a business is an artist and they want people to see their stuff. Yeah. So find ways to make it big because that actually can get you media attention. Jeff was interviewed you know, like who did this fight? He in New York City, he drew white lines down the sidewalk, and were like tourists, pede- tourists, and New Yorkers, and right, like right. fast and slow. That was funny. Like, it was yeah, like yeah, yeah. hilarious. <laughs> well, it got him attention. Like, well, first he liked to be the mystery man, but then when he was willing to come out and talk about it, he was like, "Well, here's my thing about it. What's he an expert in? His opinion." He demonstrated his creative genius and snarkery, and it got him attention. Um, but there's ways to get the media's attention, and having worked in that for a long time, I know what I know how to do it. Yeah. Well, that's great, Terry. We're, yeah. It's so, so amazing to have you back. You've always got plenty Thank of you. awesome things to say. Um, do you want to stick around for the listener question or do you got to go? Sure, go ahead. Okay, cool. So we are just going to give a little love first to our friends at FreshBooks. Uh, we love FreshBooks. We've been using them, Mikkel and I, for probably about six months and Nick, Nick for a couple of years before that. Uh, invoicing sucks. No one likes doing it. But we want to get paid, so it's a necessary evil, and FreshBooks makes it very easy for everyone to do it. Um, Basically, you can make these invoices look super professional just by uploading your logo. It pulls the colors and colors your invoice accordingly, looks professional, looks branded. You look like a hero in front of your clients. They know, you know when they've seen it because they'll alert you. And, you know, and you can even request deposits using it. So you can make a whole invoice and then all you got to do is say request a 50% deposit. It sends that invoice to them. They pay it. Then you're done. Then you get the rest of your money. So it's all automatic. Takes literally just seconds to do. Um, you guys love it too, right? Alex? Well, I, I love like, it. I feel like I'm hogging all the fresh book spotlight here. But <laughs> no, I, I can't say enough about it. Yeah. It's the easiest sell. Anytime I show someone the app or, or how simple things are, it's immediate and people get it. And like we were saying earlier, being clear and they, they know exactly what their niche is when it comes to fresh books. And it just makes life so much easier for us as designers. I don't, I don't want to do numbers. That wasn't part of the deal. Yeah. <laughs> numbers are for the nerds. Yeah. <laughs> 
we're not we're not into that. But um, and the, the guy the guys are just great that I that I talked to over there, and uh, they've they've been supporting the show for you know close to a year now. So yeah. check them out if you like the show, and you'll you'll definitely love the product. So go to freshbooks.com/slash/deeplygraphic. And then enter Deeply Graphic in the How Did You Hear About Us section for a free one-month trial. You don't even need a credit card to sign up for that. Again, go to freshbooks.com slash deeplygraphic and then enter Deeply Graphic in the How Did You Hear About Us section. All right. So this audio question is from Kristen Corsetto. So roll that audio. Hey guys, this is Kristen. A lot of these first jobs that I'm getting are smaller scale jobs and quite a few of them are updates um, to existing work, uh, whether it's product label or flyers or even logos. Um, And so I'm looking to get some portfolio pieces out of this work so I can really build up my portfolio and apply for bigger jobs. Um, But I'm not sure what the threshold is for uh, when I can include these updates as my own work. Um, a lot of them have turned into fairly major overhauls, um, but I don't know who the original designer is, so I can't credit them or ask for permission to include it. Uh, so I didn't know if those kinds of updates are okay to include in your portfolio, um, and display or not, or if you have any thoughts about that. So thanks so much. I appreciate it. Bye. All right. Thanks, Kristen. That's actually a really interesting question. Um, we've gotten similar questions, but I don't think we've ever gotten that specific one. So good specifics. Yeah. Yeah. So you're working on updates on an existing project that someone else designed. So can you claim credit for it in your portfolio or how much do you need to have changed on it before you can? What do you guys think? Where do you come down on that? If it's a good enough size overhaul and I, I think that's worth not just showing, but also highlighting that it was an overhaul. And maybe mm. you, that's your way of not of give, giving credit to whoever else did it, and she she can't figure out or doesn't know who it was. Um, but sell it as a look at what I did. Maybe even show the before and after, like we were talking about earlier. Show what you did and how you made it better or clearer or more understandable or better design. Um, and that might be a way to kind of spin it. I think in a little way that you can show that you overhauled and did something and completely refreshed it. Or like we said earlier, facelift, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I like I don't it. So it's, so it's less of now a portfolio piece and it's more of a, a case study. Exa- there you go. You know, another great way to, to spin it by putting it on there and Hey, do this now until you do get that one thing that is yours from scratch. And you can really brag about and, and talk about what you did and, 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 and how you serve the client. But for now, maybe that's your way of kind of, keep putting it in there and being able to take some credit for it, but you're not really lying and you're not really uh, pushing something out there that you didn't do. sounds like she did a lot of work on it. Yeah. To, to varying degrees, you know? it sounds like, but yeah, I would say if you, if you have, here would be a good candidate for something like this. If you have a project where you made updates that your client didn't necessarily say, I want you to change this, 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 and this, it was more, this isn't working. How do we make it work? And yeah. now you are do now you're thinking cap is on and you're making a positive change to this existing property. I think when you've got that kind of thing going on, you can absolutely say, here's what we had, here's what the ask was, and here's what we did to fix it mm-hmm. before, after, with a little paragraph, bullet points, whatever that is. That way you're not claiming credit for the original design, but you're saying how you improved it. And with enough of those little kind of bullet points or kind of uh, dissecting it down to what you did, then it, if someone, for, for instance, if the original designer went to see this, you, it showed you put enough in there to show, hey, I, I'm, I'm really telling you this is mine, you know, mm-hmm. uh, by proving what you did and how you enhanced it. Yeah. What do you guys think, Mikkel, Terry? Yeah, sometimes I, it yeah, just yeah. creates more work to go through the ins and outs of, what I, what you exactly did or what your roles and your role and responsibility was for a minute portion to a homepage, for example, like I just can't be bothered. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, you mean to even take it on as a, as a task to begin with? No, I, I will, but I won't think to feature it as a portfolio item. But she she's, right, sounds like too. she's newer in her career. She's trying to, yeah, she's, for sure. she's stuff, build right? up. Yeah. For, for sure. And there's going to be a, a, a huge conglomerate of work pieces of that like that come your way before your 
I mean, I know that that's, that's totally normal and typical. And that's definitely was the case for me. You can't really showcase anything until you've got like the one huge landing page to be, that you were responsible for, for example. Yeah. Um, but there's no, I've seen people make call out notes. Mm -hmm. Here's what I did. Look here, look here. Like that's totally fine. It can be kind of done in a sketchy kind of way. Like Mm -hmm. it's fine. It should look that way. We want to know what someone did, right? Sure. Sure. The progress, the progress for sure. Yeah. So I, I would mm-hmm. say, you know, augment it with other, you know, yeah. we, we, we don't say fake projects. We say self-directed <laughs> projects. Um, just something <laughs> that if, if you have nothing to begin Add with, to you, you're going yeah. to have to give yourself certain projects. Try to approach it like it's as real as possible. Mm-hmm. And have, have a few of those with a few of these real world case studies where you've actually improved someone else's design. And, you know, we've all been there. Everyone has to yeah. start somewhere. So, um, and hopefully over time, you will be getting more of these from scratch kinds of projects. Yeah. Or, mm-hmm. or initiate it with, hey, you've done the hardest work already. You've got a client. Mm-hmm. So if you've got their ear and you're finished with something, put the initiative out to say, have you thought of doing this, this, and this to complete the, the program or to complete the package? And now that hopefully could be something you do from the very beginning stages. So. Yeah. I just I always say, say when you got the client, take advantage of it as much as possible and do more. Mm-hmm. Sure, because that's the hardest part. Exactly. All right, good advice. Um, so keep good sending those listener too. questions to questions at thedeependdesign.com or on Twitter using hashtag DGDC. All right, um, Terry, it's been a pleasure. Where can people Thank find you, you online? Uh, well, you can, and actually right now you go to lightscameraexpert.co for now. That's okay. good. You can Perfect. reach me there and on Twitter at Terry T. All right. Great. Mikkel. Michelli. Michelli. <laughs> MKMDesignCo.com. And same on uh, Instagram. Great. Nick? As well. LongoDesigns.com. LongoDesigns on Instagram. Add an ink. And you're on Twitter. There you go. <laughs> Follow the show on Twitter at Wes McDowell or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash The Deep End Design. All right. Uh, great episode, guys. And again, Terry, we want to have you back as Often as you want yeah, to come back. Yeah, really we lovely always, to have you again. So, Thank um, you so much. Yeah, so good luck with that uh, with your series. That sounds amazing. So I'm going to check you. that out myself. All okay. right, with, with that in mind, keep designing. Catch us next time on the Deeply Graphic Design Cast. 